Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Kellogg's Pep, the super delicious cereal, presents the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman. And today, as the kryptonite glows relentlessly beside the unconscious form of the Man of Steel, far below the sea... His friends at the Daily Planet are beginning to worry about the man they know as Clark Kent. We'll join them in a moment. But right now, here's Dan McCullough with a very important reminder. Gang, today is the very last day I'll be telling you about that exciting sundial wristwatch you can get from Kellogg's Pep. So if you haven't sent in for your watch, better get busy. It's a mighty thrilling timepiece, believe me. A shiny aluminum dial, about as big around as a regular wristwatch, held flat to your wrist by a smart-looking strap. You can tell time to the sun easy as anything. You just lift the pointer and aim it due north, and the sun's rays will make the shadow of the pointer fall on the dial and show you the hour of the day. Swell for hikes and games and club meetings, too. Now, here's how to get your sundial wristwatch. Ask Mom to get you a couple of packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Tear off the two box tops, get the ones plainly marked top, and send them in along with along with 10 cents in cash and your name and address plainly printed to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. You got that address? Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. Send for your sundial wristwatch today from B-E-P, Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now the adventures of Superman. To prove to Superman's four deadliest enemies that a fragment of the shattered planet Krypton could make them masters of the Man of Steel, the Scarlet Widow set a trap for Superman in her penthouse apartment. In a desperate attempt to recover the kryptonite, which robs him of all his strength when he comes within ten feet of it, Superman appeared at the apartment. Although he remained a safe distance from the main fragment of kryptonite, tiny particles planted around the room caused him to lose consciousness. Placing Superman in a large cedar chest, together with a small piece of the deadly kryptonite, the Scarlet Widow had the chest taken two miles out to sea and dropped overboard. As we continue now, the following morning, Lois Lane has just entered the office of Editor Perry White at the Metropolis Daily Planet. Listen. Chief, this is serious. Clark is missing. Ah, nonsense, Lois. Then nonsense. where is he? He hasn't been seen since the night before last. He hasn't been at his apartment either. Jim and I were there yesterday and again this morning. His bed hasn't even been slept So in. what? Kent's probably out playing detective. Detective. Sure, sure. He's never happy unless he's making like Sherlock Holmes. Now, listen. He must be trying to find that piece of kryptonite or whatever they call it that was stolen from the Metropolis Museum. I... Now, stop worrying about him. Kent acts like a screwball pretty often, but he can take care of himself. But where is he? He's never been gone so long without getting in touch with us. Will you stop asking me where he is? How do I know? Am I his keeper? As a matter of fact, that's uh, what he needs, a padded cell and a keeper. Well, you don't have to bite my head off just because you're worried. Who's who, who, worried? You are, and you know it. I think we ought to call Inspector Henderson. Are you out of your mind? Kent isn't a baby, and besides, Henderson's got his hands full, hunting for the vulture and the teufel and the uh, papa rouse and the laugher and... <laughs> oh, what's, what's that? Your intercom. Uh, don't you think I know what it is? Will you... Yes, Miss Blackrack. Inspector Henderson just called me to wire. He did? Well, put him on, put him on. Come on, come on. What are you waiting for? He isn't on the line. 
Oh, well, 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 what was the message? He said he hasn't been able to find any trace of Mr. Kent. Oh, he hasn't, eh? No, sir. But he said Mr. Peterson had police headquarters last night with Captain Donovan. Donovan? Yes, sir. Inspector Henderson said that Olsen had spoken with Captain Donovan and was on his way here now. Olsen? Jimmy Olsen? Oh, okay, that's fine, that's fine. Send him in as soon as he shows up. Yes, sir. Uh, you hear that, Lois? Kept us at police headquarters last night and... Yes, I heard. So you did call Inspector Henderson after all. Huh? Oh, you told me you weren't worried about Todd. Well, uh, you... well, I had to talk to Henderson anyhow about those four crooks who broke out of jail, and, uh, uh, well, I just happened to mention Kent. Mm-hmm. Now, where's Olsen? Headquarters is only five minutes from here, and I suppose he had to stop and get the baseball scores. I'm sure he didn't, Keith. Jim is just as worried about Todd as we are. As a matter of fact, I think he's oh, pretty... Oh, oh, there you are. There you are, Olsen. Come in, come in. Hello, Mr. White. Hello, Miss Wayne. Hello, Jim. Never mind the greetings. Never mind. Now, now, just tell us what Captain Dolliman told you. Well, how did you know? Never mind how I know. A little bird told me. An elephant told me. Will you stop wasting time and start talking? Well, sure, if you'll give me a chance. Mr. Kent was at police headquarters last night, trying to get Captain Donovan to help him look for the kryptonite. Ah, there. You see, Lois? Donovan told Mr. Kent he was crazy. And he's right. Especially when Mr. Kent said he was sure the theft of the kryptonite was tied up with the jailbreaks of the Teufel, the Vulture, Papa Roush, and the Laffer. Well, Kent him... said that? Uh-huh. And then he got a phone call. Captain Donovan didn't know who it was from, but when Mr. Kent hung up, his face was white as a sheet, Donovan said. Then he told Donovan that Superman would either come to police headquarters with the kryptonite in an hour or else he'd probably never be seen again. What? Jim, that's what Mr. Kent said. He went right out. Gosh, I'm worried. Where do you suppose he went? And what did he mean about Superman never being seen again? He didn't mean anything. He was just trying to sound important. Mr. Kent's no four-flusher. I can't understand it. Good heavens, huh? What, Lois? Clark might have fallen into the vulture's trap. Or the Teufels, or the Laffers, or Papa Rose. What are you talking about? What trap? Now, Chief, Clark had a hand in sending all four of those terrible men to jail. Yes. And don't you remember at their trials, each one swore that he'd get Clark? Oh, jeepers, that's right. Golly, Miss Lane, you think they got Mr. Kent? Well, there's no reason to think so. Kent was on the trail of the kryptonite. If they were after him, they knew that. And so they could have set a trap for him using the kryptonite, and maybe even Superman as base. And poor Clark just walked into it. That would explain his telling Captain Donovan last night that if Superman wasn't there with the kryptonite in an hour, he might never be seen again. Yeah, and Superman didn't show up, and neither did Mr. Kent. Gee whiz, what do we do? Well, no, 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 the thing to do is to not to lose our heads. I'll get in touch with Inspector Henderson. No, 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 what we've got to do is to contact Superman. Superman? Yeah, well, how about that's it, Miss Lane. Superman can find Mr. Kent, and it would be only fair, too. Seeing how Mr. Kent got in trouble trying to help him. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Just pick up the phone, Olsen, and give Superman a ring. Oh, yeah. How are we going to contact him? For once, when I needed him, I broadcast from our radio station for Superman, and he heard me. Hey, that's right. Remember? And he got there just in time to save it. Yes. Remember, Chief? I mean, Mr. White. Oh, I'll never forget it. Well, what are you waiting for, Lois? Maybe it'll work again. Come on. We'll go upstairs to the studio right now, and you can try broadcasting for him again. Maybe it'll work. Hurrying from the city room, Perry White, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen rushed to the radio studio on the roof of the Daily Planet, where, at a command from White, the news program is interrupted so that Lois, standing before the microphone, can broadcast an appeal for Superman. Superman. Calling Superman wherever you are. Clark Kent is in danger and needs you. He's in danger because he tried to help you. So please help him now. Superman. Calling Superman. Please contact the Again and again, Lois Lane sends her SOS for Superman out over the airwaves. Little knowing that at this very moment, Superman, who is Clark Kent, lies unconscious in a large cedar chest weighted with stones and a piece of the green glowing eerily humming kryptonite 
at the bottom of the sea. The powerful tide catches at the chest and rolls it over, then drags it along the sandy, pebbly bottom, turns it again and again and again, as in some grim, ironic game. We'll return in a moment for the dramatic climax of today's episode. But first, let's hear from our good friends. Say, gang, if you let today go by without sending for your sundial wristwatch, the one Kellogg's Pep is putting out, well, you'll be missing out on something mighty swell. In the first place, this timepiece is so doggone good-looking, you'll want to wear it all day long. The dial's made of shiny aluminum, about as big around as a regular wristwatch, and there's a handy strap to hold it flat to your wrist. You'll use it often to tell time to the sun. All you do is lift the pointer on the dial and aim at due north. The sun's rays will make the shadow of the pointer fall on the dial, and that's the hour of the day. You don't want to be without this sundial wristwatch when you go on hikes or on scouting patrol or when you go to club meetings. Now, this is the very last day I'll be telling you about this wristwatch. So send in for yours today. First, ask Mom to get a couple of packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Tear off the two box tops, be sure you get the ones marked top, and send them along with 10 cents in cash and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. It's your last chance. So I'll give you that again. Send two Kellogg's Pet box tops, the ones marked top, 10 cents in cash, and your full name and address to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. It's hurry, 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 gang. Send for your modern sundial wristwatch today from P.E.P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. North of Metropolis, on the beach before a small rough shack made of old boat planks, a fisherman and his daughter are drying their nets as the powerful surging tide comes in. In the distance, beyond the black rocks, a brewing storm darkens the afternoon sky. The fisherman is bent and weather-beaten. His daughter, Abigail, is about 16, dressed in overalls, her hair free and flowing, her feet bare. Big storm brewing out there, Brock. Yep. Ain't gonna have these nets dry before that storm blows the rain in, Abby. Well, might as well leave them. All right, Pa. I'll go in and cook supper then. Oh, look out there. Yes, look at what? It's right out there by the sandbox. Some kind of a box that I brought in. Yeah, sure enough. Stuck on the bar, she is. Pa, let's go get it. Might be something good in it. Well, what are you talking about, Abby? Take a chance in that riptide kind of some worthless old box? Oh, I'm not afraid, Pa. Might be something fine in it. Like some nice dresses I could wear, maybe? Yeah, nonsense. Oh, you can't be sure, Pa. There might be something in it we could use. We could use a lot of things. Well, that we can, Abby. A young girl like you should have pretty things. But you ain't going to find them in that old box. We could drag it in and look. It's worth the risk, I tell you. You know as well as I do how strong that riptide is. Size of that storm building up from the north. Might hit us before we could get back. Come on now, we'll go in and get supper. Pa? Yes, what now? I'd be awful obliged if you'd go out with me and fetch back that box. <laughs> hey, just like your mother was, Abby. Looking up at me so trusting like. Yeah, and figuring to twist me around to her way of thinking. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The tide ain't all in yet. If so be it lifts the box off from the bar so she comes in past the worst of the rip. And if in the storm ain't blowed up yet when that happens, well, 
We, we'll go get the box. Oh, Papa. But Clyde might not pick the box off the ball. Well, you don't get it then. Nothing lost. Come on now, into the house. It's the old pie supper. <laughs> you stop looking back at that box. Tell you there ain't nothing in it worth having. All right, Pa. He's just as you say. Reluctantly, the young girl follows her father into their shack. Neither of them knowing that the fisherman has consigned Superman to the freakish will of the tide and the brewing storm. Yes, Superman is in that chest on the sandbar. With him, the deadly kryptonite. What will happen? Is Superman still alive? Will the tide mercifully carry him beyond the sandbar into the reluctant hands of the fisherman? Or will it fail to dislodge the cedar chest? and then carry it back into the depths of the fathomless sea. Which will it be? Don't miss Monday's startling episode, fellows and girls, when we learn the fate of the Man of Steel. Tune in, same time, same station, and listen to The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look! Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Say, gang, while you're planning all the things you're going to be doing this weekend, remember this is a very special week for going to Sunday school. You know, our president thinks this is so important, he set aside this whole week as National Religious Education Week. A week when we should make up our minds to go to Sunday school more often. So how about making this good resolution right now? Resolve to go to Sunday school this week and every week. Fellows and girls, the adventures of Superman are brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman D.C. publications. Say, gang, here's a happy team that'll run up a winning score at breakfast time. It's Kellogg's Raisin 40% Bran Flakes. Toasty, fresh flakes and honey-delicious raisins taste doggone swell, teamed up together. Mom's precious supply of sugar gets a break, too. There's lots of natural sweetening in those sun-drenched raisins. And there's double-feature nutrition, whole-grain food value plus needed iron. Tell Mom the good word is Kellogg's. Kellogg's Raisin 40% Bran Flakes. And be sure to be with us Monday for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.